If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up and welcome to Kinda Funny Games Daily for Thursday, June 15th, 2023. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and it is my pleasure to be joined by the voice of Clive, the main character of Final Fantasy 16, Ben Starr. Wow. I, I've seen these, obviously, from afar for a very long time, but they are powerful in real life. Those, uh, those fog machines. So oh, yes. Oh, yes. And they will definitely go off many times because that's what we like to do yeah. here in the spare bedroom. Ben, first off, yeah. your name is Ben Starr. Yeah. Like, that is just two, two R's in that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that is my real surname as well. Like, some Incredible. people think that, like, you know, when you're an actor, you change your name. No, that is my real name. But the problem is whenever I say it to people, they do think... Is he a dickhead? Is he the person who changed his name to Star? You know, his name is just like something very mundane. But no, my name is Star with two R's. So good. They added a second R. I absolutely love it. Just like I absolutely love you. Here's the thing. I, I had the pleasure of meeting you uh, just a couple days ago yeah. at Summer Game Fest. But before that, me and you have been DMing a whole bunch. Yeah. And you revealed pretty early on that you're a legit kind of funny best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I think for the past three years, I think I've watched every single episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. And you're here now. And here I am, yeah. I mean, I kind of teased you with like, let him host, right? I was like, please, please, let him know that I'm a real fan. I love it. Um, I love it so much. I appreciate that, yeah. obviously. But like, more than that, I was talking to you this weekend at Summer Game Fest, and you blew my mind just talking about your taste in video games. Because yeah. like, you're in this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm well into it. So um, I've been playing games since I was, I don't know, since I was a kid, but like since PlayStation 1, really hardcore. And it's my, it's my passion. It's my life, right? I, I am an actor, but like every other spare moment, I am, I am trophy hunting on PlayStation. What was the last game you got a platinum in? Resident Evil 4 Remake. What about before that? Um, oh, you were talking about you want to about Sonic Frontiers. Sonic Frontiers. This man yeah. platinum Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, That's where he's at. Yeah. Or as I like to call it, there's a fish for that. Um, <laughs> the game where basically you can do anything just by fishing. Mm -hmm. um, it's like it's not really about running around. It's like just spend ages getting fish and then selling them and then leveling up. I loved it. I think that Sonic Frontiers was. A, I was ha having Christmas by myself and I thought, what am I going to play? I love those lizard brain kind of games where you just go and and, and like collect for kind of no reason, but you're just going, yeah, I'm going to do it. I want to complete the map. I had so much fun. I loved it. I think you guys, you know, it's like a 7 out of 10 game that you love, like a 10 out of 10. That is Sonic Frontiers for me. Yeah. So, and I loved your hype for it. I mean, you're not wearing your chain. Not today. Not today. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I love that you guys love it in the kind of the same way that I it's, love it. So that's Bless. Uh, Frontiers was not my jam, actually. I, know. I wanted it to be, you know, but uh, Bless is the one that, that loves that one. Yeah. Um, did you get to play uh, Sonic Superstars. No, I didn't, but I got really excited when I saw it um, at at the games. So I was at the Games Fest opening, and um, yeah, I got really excited because I know that a lot of people have been hankering for that kind of Sonic feel, right? After Mania, everyone wants to go back to 2D. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't. Good. I, yeah, I mean, you've played it, right? I did. I got my hands I, on you it. You've given your impressions on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not quite as good as Mania simply because I, I feel like the art style and music is really like added so much to Mania, but yeah. it feels just like it. So I think from a gameplay perspective, 
This is going to be really, really, really good. I'm excited for it. I mean, it, I'm, sure. not, I'm not like a Sonic. There it is. I'm not like a Sonic kid. Like, Frontiers is probably the first one that I actually have properly, properly played. But I, um, this looks really cool, right? And I think for first-timers and people who've never played them before, it looks like a game that I could probably really get into. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. But, yeah, I love, I love games uh, a lot. Yeah. I spent this year, like, playing a lot of, like, massively long RPGs. So I did Octopath Traveler 2 and an amazing game called Chained Echoes. Um, it's been my, I'm in my RPG era right now, playing stuff. Chained Echoes is something that has never been brought up at this table. You want to talk about it for a sec? Uh, Chained Echoes is an incredible um, RPG that kind of has like a throwback to Chrono Trigger. Um, it is so cool. It's got this incredibly defined combat system. The art style is absolutely brilliant. Matthias Linder, who made it, you can see it there. It's made by this tiny, tiny team, and it's oh. just gorgeous um and yeah you see that kind of like beautiful kind of like 16-bit six, art style um the combat system is seamless when you go in and out of it and um they've really really nailed it. it's so refined the music's brilliant go and play it so you're out here platinuming video games left and right you're yeah. playing all these rpgs since the ps1 it was your it was your passion it was your thing yeah you're now the voice of the main character in a mainline final fantasy and not yeah. just a mainline final fantasy Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. I feel like there is so much on this one. Yep. The demo just came out a couple days ago. Yep. Everyone is loving it. Everyone at home, I've seen you tweeting about it. You're like, hey, yeah. Tim, you were right after your preview. Like, this game is incredible. How is this all feeling for you right now? Um, it's really strange. And when you say that the pressure's on, thanks for that. That really <laughs> that makes me feel so excited. Um, I, um, I'm, I'm not really processing it. Um, I'm having... I think I've said a lot, this out-of-body experience whereby like my favorite video game franchise of all time is Final Fantasy. Like this is the video game franchise that got me into playing video games. Eight was my first, then I went and pretty much played all of them. Um, and I, the, the, I understand the pressure that it's massive because it means the world to me, these video games. I would have bought this game day one had I not been involved in it. Um, and I just love the reaction that everyone's had to the demo. I'm finding it pretty surreal that it's been such a little secret for so long. And now, I don't know how many people are playing that demo right now, but a lot of people are playing that demo and a lot of people are loving it or they're watching people play it. So yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. And the fact that I'm here with you makes it even cooler. It's awesome. All this is awesome. Hey, you know what's even cooler is that after this game's daily, we're going to hang out and do the normal super chat thing with y'all, and he's going to come join us. So if you have any questions for Ben, please send them through, and we will answer them here. And then after that, he's going to sit with Mike, who's going to play through the demo for the very first time. So yeah. we're going to have a lot of fun today here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, where we run you through all the video game news that you need to know. No. Today's stories include Sony doubling down on its strategy. Dead Cells gets an animated series. That is awesome. And more, because uh, like I said, this is KFGD. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Uh, if you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube or roosterteeth.com. And if you want to listen as a podcast, just search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games Daily, and we will be right there for you. Um, if you want to go above and beyond, though, you're going to want to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny where you can throw a couple bucks our way and get the show ad free, get a whole bunch of bonus content, and you can be a Patreon producer um, just like Casey Andrew, Delaney Twining, and James Hastings have done. Thank you all for your support. Uh, if you don't have any dollars to toss our way, that is totally cool. When you're on the Epic Game Store, please use our 
creator code kind of funny and at no extra cost to you uh we get some money it's great it helps us keep the lights on and it's all fantastic stuff all around a little housekeeping for you it's summertime baby to buy two, get one free on the RT storefront with the code KFSUMMER at checkout. Um, so you can go to uh, store.roosterteeth.com uh, to get any of our things. Uh, buy two, get one free. Use the code KFSUMMER. Um, over on Patreon, a new episode of Kind of Feudy is up where Bless asks us about Toys to Life games. Um, do I get played or do I come victorious? You'll have to watch and find out. I have been on a winning streak, though, so know that uh today we're brought to you by honey rocket money and a special thank you to amazon gaming and summer game fest for partnering with us this showcase season you can go to amazon.com slash summer game fest all summer long to discover the top new and upcoming games but that's enough about that for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the roper report it's time for some news we have eight stories today a baker's dozen How's it feel on this? Yeah, side? that's cool. That's cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Feels really good, <laughs> guys. It, it's it's like you'd expect it to be. It's it's nice. There's a smell. You don't expect the smell. You it's, know, it's the smell of success, Tim. Is what it is. <laughs> Thank you for that. Story number one, Sony says uh, it's not releasing its first-party games on PS Plus on day one, and it's working. Uh, this comes from Chris Scullion at VGC. Sony Interactive Entertainment still has no plans to put its first-party games on PlayStation Plus on the day of release, according to a key exec. In an interview with GamesIndustry.biz, Vice President and Global Head of Subscriptions, Nick McGuire, said the company has no interest in making all its first-party games available on day one like Microsoft does with Xbox Game Pass. Quote, we're happy with our strategy. Putting games in a bit later in the life cycle has meant that we can reach more customers 12, 18, 24 months after they've been released. We're seeing customers still get excited about those games and jumping in. For us, that's working. Occasionally, there'll be an opportunity to invest in a day-and-date release like Stray, and we will jump on those when they come in. But for us, letting those first-party games go out to the platform outside the service first, that's working, and that will continue to be our strategy moving forward. When asked if the strategy could change in the future for PlayStation's planned live service titles in order to ensure a large audience for them at launch, McGuire didn't commit either way. We're constantly working out what the right strategy is moving forward. How are player habits going to evolve, and how do we make sure the service meets those future habits? There's no more I can say on that at this moment, but obviously we're keeping close to it and thinking about the role that Plus can play moving forward. Ben, does this surprise you at all? No, of course it doesn't. PlayStation have laid out that store really, really early on, and they know exactly what they're doing, right? Like They, they make premium games. They want you to buy premium games in a premium way, and they're going to keep doing it. It's working for them. Like I, You know, they've changed... PS Plus, people are bought into it. The extra tier is worth it. Is the premium tier worth it? Like if you like those classic titles, but yeah, ec- extra works for people. How many people played Stray when it came out? You know, on the extra tier, it was because it was available at no extra cost. But the big titles, God of War, people are going to pay for them because they're amazing. And you know, like why wouldn't you? They, yeah. they don't need to change their strategy. It's been made very clear this generation. Xbox are doing one thing. PlayStation are doing their own thing. Like, we're just trying to figure out what works for them. It's like, if it ain't broken, it doesn't seem to be broken. Exactly. I do think it's interesting to look at the other side of things of Xbox, of having Game Pass and seeing how much it has worked for them in the last couple of years where, quote unquote, they have no games, where Mm -hmm. it's like they do have this service and they have the ability to, the games they do have that they're putting out, be their day one, uh, whether it's third party, them doing all the Persona um, uh, partnerships and things like that with Atlas, like that is huge. And they're yeah. kind of bolstering the greatest value in, in video games, yeah. right? It's still there. 
But with what we just saw from the Xbox Showcase this weekend, the dominoes are about to start to fall. I love Hopefully. it. We your your dominoes there. will fall, Tim. They will fall one day for <laughs> one you, day. won't they? I also just, I just want to fight back. Xbox have games. No, they don't. They, they have so many games. People say, why is it the best deal in gaming? Because there are just so many amazing games that you can play at no extra cost on Xbox. Yes. It's, it's, it's just that good. If anyone asks me, it's like, oh, you know, what should I get into gaming? I always be like, well, PlayStation, you have this. Xbox, if, you, if you're not sure what you want, you can just pay a subscription and you don't even have to buy the box, right? You can just play on your Samsung TV. Mm -hmm. It's really, really cool. And I do think they make a lot, of, a lot of games available to people who otherwise wouldn't play them. Like the amount of people that play Pentiment, you know, just because it was available to play. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would push back and say there are no games, but you know, people do want, you buy the box, you want those premium games. And I loved the Xbox showcase. Incredible. I thought it was amazing. I mean, I, I, Shouted in the street when I saw Fable. I'm just so excited to play Fable. Um, and I think because it just has that really brilliant British sense of humor that, I, you know, you're worried how is that going to translate into 2023? But um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was hit after hit. And, you know, Starfield, man, like the size, the size of that game. So that's my thing is like, the, I think the they have no games thing. It's like, clearly they do. And even this year, Hi-Fi mm -hmm. Rush being a, a major standout for me, one of my favorite games of the year so far. I can't wait for, for more of that. Um, but you know what we're talking about. They don't have the God of War level game. No. They don't have these big ones, but they're about to. Yeah, they are like, about Starfield to. is about to be day and date on this service. Fable, when it comes, day and date on yeah. the service. And they've already kind of, you know, stuck their claim that yeah. every one of their first-party games will be there. And I wonder at what point that actually does affect Sony's strategy, if it ever will. I do think that they are still so far off and that the proof's in the pudding. Mm -hmm. Those games can't just be announced. They need to actually come out and be the yeah. quality levels that they that they kind of have to be in order to be on that same kind of uh, pedigree. But I, I do think that we are about to enter a very interesting, like, let's say, what does 2025 look like? Yeah. When Xbox is releasing, hopefully, major quality titles, three, four times a year mm -hmm. with the Pentiments that are super quality, but a little smaller peppered in the hi-fi rushes, like still in addition to yep. the Starfields and the perfect darks and the yeah. halos and the gears on the, on that level. But I mean, I get the frustration, right? Is like in, in that time that you're waiting, you are still paying a subscription per month. So it's like, are you getting value for money on your subscription? So that's the worry, but like kind of maybe like pivoting a little bit back to PlayStation. I think they have this perfect model at the moment where you have the premium games and then there are games that are still brilliant because they still have those smaller titles that they want to push. Like I'm, I'm so excited for Viewfinder. Like oh, that, you know, like there are these, there are these games that they want to push and they can do because they have a platform that they have built that is incredibly popular that you can just put stuff on and make people play and enjoy. And if you don't have, you know, PlayStation Plus Extra, you can still purchase it at a fee of whatever, $20, $30, and it's still worth it. Like PlayStation have this, what's currently working, hybrid model that they have no reason to change because it's, it's working. Because it's working and it's, and it's premium content. And they want you to know it's premium content by saying, pay $70 for it or whatever it ends up being. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's... Uh... You bringing up the Samsung TV thing. When when I was down at Summer Game Fest recently, I got to do last year. I got to do the demo of the Samsung uh, Gaming Hub integration, and uh, this year I got to to uh, play a little bit and see like the next iteration, some of the things that they've added. And this is now almost a year removed from it being available for mm -hmm. people just in the public in the wild. And it is so impressive how much it works. It's still not perfect. I'm a, a tech guy that cares about yep. 
things being perfect and like hardwired internet and all that stuff and because of that like this is never going to be my preferred way to play mm -hmm. these games but the idea that i can be playing a game downstairs and then want to go upstairs because geo wants to use the big tv and i can go upstairs and use at this point multiple different entry points yeah. to play xbox games that is really really impressive for the level that it works and i was so impressed with um, I was doing the demo, and uh, they're like, oh, yeah, play Fortnite. Yeah. And I played Fortnite, and there was, like, three different setups they had. One was, like, a computer monitor, one was a TV, and uh, one was on just, like, a, a laptop thing. And uh, you go in, and it's that cloud-based, so you click it, don't even need to download, you're just playing. And I was like, I'm not a Fortnite guy. Yep. So after the th third time of me having to play Fortnite, I was like, I'm going to pop over to Hi-Fi Rush and yep. see what this is about. And I thought they were going to be like, no, 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 don't do that. Because <laughs> Hi-Fi Rush, rhythm game. Like, mm -hmm. you can't have the latency. It needs to be perfect. And I was like... I'm going to do it. And they're like, yeah, go for it. That surprised me. Yeah. I hit play, took two seconds, game loads up, and I was playing. I'm like, it's definitely a little, there's some latency, mm -hmm. but you can wrap your mind around it and it still works. I was blown away by that. Mm -hmm. And um, I was playing it when it was connected hardwired and I was like, this totally works. This is great. Then later when I was playing, it was on a, um, uh, a thing that was completely wireless. Yeah. And I'm like, we're on Wi-Fi at Summer Game Fest. This is there's no way that this is a mm. great signal right now. And it was more than playable for a rhythm game. Not the way people should be playing that. No. So I just think that if we're here now in 2023, where is this just going to evolve to where once the, the 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 hit games are coming out for Xbox, yeah. the smaller games are coming out for Xbox, Game Pass is still there, X Cloud is better than it's ever been. Yep. That's gonna be such a dominant potential mm -hmm. for the gaming industry at large mm -hmm. and i also love that playstation even if that's all true doesn't need to change a thing because nope. what they're doing is working and if they continue that it will still be working i do think it's important to bring in the um live service games they're talking about these multiplayer games yes marathon and all the other ones that they talked about uh, the haven studios game um everything they talked about the playstation showcase they even brought up here of like don't you want a, a bigger user base right i do think that 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 I expect that these games will be day and date on PlayStation Plus. Yep, interesting. Like, I, I think that what, what was made very clear in that PlayStation showcase, which Final Fantasy 16 also shared out, by the way. Um, uh, like that trailer. Um, he, hey, always on brand. Hell yeah. Um, there are, you, you, they set out their stall, right? Of like, what's, this is going to be a part of what the PlayStation ecosystem is going to be. This isn't this isn't the the what we would consider to be the AAA third person action adventure story based things that a lot of people come to PlayStation mm -hmm. for, and I think I could sense afterwards, and you guys as well. You you know you spoke about it. It was this. It wasn't a highly rated showcase because it was something that seemed different. It didn't seem PlayStation, but I think that's because we weren't able to see the other things that are surrounding that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's great that you see PlayStation diversifying in that way. Not every game can be played by every player. Like, we forget that, like, we're not going to like all video games. And I think they've realized that there is a niche here that they want to reach as many people as possible. And they've gone, right, we've cornered that market. We're always going to make, make amazing third-person games. People are always going to come to us for that. What about live service? How do we make that accessible? And I'm interested to see which ones they, that do come, like, day and date to that. Because as we know, money isn't made on these things when you purchase them with the initial purchase. It's the billions of pounds or dollars that they make from FIFA Ultimate Team or whatever, or Fortnite making this mm -hmm. monthly revenue, a Grand Theft Auto Online. That's where the money's made. Get them in. Apex Legend is probably the best example of that. 
I've ever seen. You know, a game that no one really knew about, bam, available to everyone, and then suddenly it's still one of the most profitable games of all time. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a surprise if they do that. And I think they're prepping themselves up to increase the diversity of, of, of players on their platform. Yeah. And that, you're right, it is only a good thing, but you got to bring the goods. You can't yep. just have a thing that makes money. It's You have to have a good thing that makes money and yeah. that people actually want to pay for because they're getting something from the product. And that's what we see from things like Fortnite and Apex yeah. and uh, Destiny. But even all of those, to this day, have problems. And yeah. But the thing is, they listen to the community. Yeah. And I feel like you see the feedback, you see the, oh, we tried this, oh, we're, we're taking it back a bit, yeah. or now we're going to take this a little further. Like I do think that when you look at some of the, the the, the big ones, the live service games that yep. can actually survive, um, it is the ones that listen to the feedback. And PlayStation right now are in a place looking at their first-party studios. I'm really hoping that they're looking at the feedback of what everyone else is doing and that they're going to put their best foot forward yep. because you only get one first impression. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they need to knock it out of the park because if they put out one of these that works and that the PlayStation audience can wrap their head around, they can just apply that to the rest of them. And then all of a sudden they have something where it is this yeah. ongoing playstation all-stars battle royale bring it back make it happen that's what we need let's make it good this time though yeah let's make it good this time. yeah <laughs> moving on to story number two the last of us comes to universal studios halloween horror nights uh naughty dog tweets out we're thrilled to announce the last of us will be part of universal studios halloween horror nights prepare to encounter clickers hunters and more as you step into the world of tilu at horror nights and horror nights orlando later this year this is pretty damn cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Have you ever done any of the Halloween Horror Night stuff? No, I haven't. No, I, I have not. I, I would you be interested in that? I would. I mean, I I am so easily scared. I am I'm just the worst at horror things, and I kind of I kind of love love being scared. It's that kind of like terrifying. I don't want to do it. Oh my god, it's amazing, and yeah. you feel that rush. Um, yeah, I mean that sounds amazing, right? It's one of the biggest IPs in the world right now. Why would you not cash in? Everyone's talking about it. People I people I come up to me being like, oh. You're in, you're in um, Final Fantasy 16. Great. Yeah, I've seen that Last of Us. Like people who don't understand video games at all, they say The Last of Us and it's just, it's become ubiquitous. Like people who don't have any understanding of, of PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, whatever, they're just like, yeah, this is it. And this is, it's such a brilliant TV show. It's such a brilliant story. They've done an amazing job. Why would you not cash in? And what an amazing moment for video games. Like we've seen it now. We've had uh, a couple hit movies, a couple yeah. hit TV shows and uh more on the way and it, for it to be the last of us that kind of had this big cultural moment that even the non-gamers now yeah. understand video games in a completely different way like yeah. the amount of stories we have like andy always talks about like his uh mom and dad like watching him play uh the opening of last of us one before mm -hmm. they ended up watching the tv show and they're just like this is what video games are like yeah. how is that possible those moments are happening for so many people out there and i think that like that this is only going to continue that. Like yeah. We're seeing the video game kind of domination across all media. Yeah. And again, when the quality's there, it's going to speak loudly. And yeah. I feel like Horror Nights is it's an institution. People love that stuff. And I feel like they've been kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel when it comes to uh, movie franchises and mm -hmm. things uh, the last couple of years with some of their um, additional franchises. Moving into video games, and I think they've even done video games before. I think there was a Five Night at Freddy's one, but this is awesome. And I, you can imagine how terrifying it could be. Them talking about the, um, the, the clickers, cool, that's one thing. Hunters? Terrifying. I don't want to mess with that. Yeah. Oh, like, I, um, I think that we kind of forget, I forgot anyway, that The Last of Us has actually got horror elements to it. Because we do, when we talk about that game, we talk about the story, we talk about the heart. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, 
Joel and Ellie, that's the story of The Last of Us because it, they always do focus on the human aspect of it, the human cost. And then you go, oh yeah, yeah, it's also like one of the most terrifying things. And the, and the clicker is probably the most astonishing creation in video games in the past like 10 years. The noise of that. Sound thing, design, man. It's so, terrifying. yeah, it's so amazing. And um, I, 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 yeah, I think they've, they've really nailed it. And I, and I wouldn't want to go because I think I'd be too scared. Yeah. I'd probably piss myself. Yeah, I've uh, never done it, but I, I wanted, we don't have a, a universal near us. We do have uh, what they call Great America uh, near us and they do a Halloween thing and it is, it ain't it, y'all. <laughs> it's really sad. Not good at all. Uh, moving on to story number three, uh, staying in line with games transitioning over to different mediums. Dead Cells is getting an animated series. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. Motion Twins announced a Dead Cells animated series following years of requests. The series is being made by Bobby Pills, the French studio behind the game's animated trailers, and co-produced by anime streaming service Animation Digital Network. It'll consist of 10, roughly 7-minute episodes and will launch next year in France before being made available worldwide. The show takes place on a cursed island that's been racked by a strange plague, according to the description accompanying a teaser trailer. After the island's foolish king develops a remedy that ends up turning the population into monstrous creatures, prophecies depicting a flame-headed hero who will kill the crazy king begin to appear. And so it happens, this beheaded hero is real, but saving a kingdom isn't on his schedule, and he just wants to be left alone. Well, guess who isn't going to be left alone? Him. Did you play Dead Cells? No, I didn't. Um, and I was talking to Cam Hawkins about four days ago, and uh, that man was telling me about how much he loved the Dead Cells Castlevania incredible thing, and how he gave it. A, I think he gave it a ten at IGN. He was I think saying, he "Did yeah, yeah." I mean, it's that's one of the greatest collaborations in video game history. It's like you see two things, and you're like, "Yeah, those would go good together." And then they're like, "Hey, here's them together," and you're like, "It's even better than I thought." Yeah, I like it. Speaks for itself. Already, no, I haven't played it. I feel like a like a dick for not having played it um but yeah wh why not it's it's we we when you have an established ip that people really seem to love this is you just look at the art style right it's absolutely ripe for turning into something like like this absolutely and they're already doing it right like it being the same team that's already done the uh the animated uh shorts and teasers for this i yeah. think is awesome um, I would highly recommend you play this i know you have yeah. a long flight ahead of you at yeah. some point um and it's available everywhere Oh, so Dead so Cells is one of those games where I first played it um, on the way to a wedding that was in uh, Minnesota. Mm. So I had a pretty long flight, and I was just like, ah, I'm just going to try this out and see, because IGN gave it a 10. Yeah. And I was like, and that's a whole story to itself. But um, yeah. I, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this thing a shot. Started playing it, and then the plane landed. And I was like, whoa, whoa what? Yeah. I've been playing this for six hours. Like, yeah. I am addicted to this. And um, then that was all I could think about the entire weekend. Um, Dead Cells is very, very, very good. Um, well, I think very difficult, but that's the thing, right? With roguelites, they, um, that's what happens with them. You just get completely absorbed one more run. It's a, it's a roguelite, right? Oh, I'm yeah. not talking oh, about yeah. else. And it's um, totally the one more run type. Game, yeah. Sure. One more run. I mean, I like, you know, the, the first roguelite that I really got into, obviously like everyone else around late, late bloomers to it, but it was Hades for me. And I had the one more run. I mean, I, I rinsed that game for all it was worth. So I, I understand that feeling. Then I went into Returnal and did exactly the same thing. So I can be a glutton for punishment yeah. with that. But like Dead Cells, when people say you like those two games, go play Dead Cells. Dude, that's the, the answer, man. Dead Cells was my first. Hades was the next one. Great. Returnal ended up being a little too hard for me. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, here's the thing with Hades. Can you imagine a Hades animated thing? I mean, I can. I can. <laughs> and I, and I, would, I would like it, please. So if you could do that. Um, I do think 
we have seen the power of cross media right now with this stuff. Like we saw it with Cyberpunk. Uh, like how how I mean I I wasn't going to play Cyberpunk, and then I watched Edge Runners, and I was like, oh, I'm downloading this. <laughs> like it it, it brings it brings people in who wouldn't not necessarily think of it as a game. It was the same with Arcane, right? I that that TV show. I just went, what? This is there are characters, and this is a game. And obviously, I'm not going to go and get into that world. That is a little too much. A little too much for me. But the power of that to um, at least introduce people to a world that seems more palatable and doesn't have that sense of restriction because you do have to like play a game or buy a console for it. Like this is a really great way in, and I and I love that this is kind of happening more and more and more with these properties and and companies are recognizing the power of the stories within these properties as well. Absolutely, I think Arcane is such a, a great example of that. Like you were saying, because. It is a genre of game that uh, is not going to appeal to many gamers out there because it's just a little too different. Um, but I feel like the, it is that nice bridge of like, well, hey, give it a try. Maybe yeah. it is for you. You don't. You might think it's not for you, but mm -hmm. it might be. And just the familiarity with the characters when the quality level is as high as Arcane was, right, and Edge Runners as well. Like that, those are incredible, incredible yeah. shows, and their art styles are stunning mm. it makes you interested in league of legends in a yeah. way that you definitely were not before yeah um and if you are into league of legends it's your great i told you so moment yep. in the same way that so many of us with last of us were able to our friends and family be like this is video games mm. i told you it's this good yeah um and that feels good you know what i mean and i, I just feel like it's the it, it's celebrating it's the opposite of gatekeeping it's welcoming people yeah. in and uh giving people opportunities to have a touchstone, um, especially for some things that might be a little more difficult, like Dead Cells might be too hard for people, but yeah. you might be able to watch the show and be like, oh, I enjoy it, and I, I'm getting something out of this, and I understand so much of what makes games special to me is the music and the atmosphere and the voice acting and things yeah. like that. That could be applied to a show. It doesn't need to be a game. I think, I think we're just going to see more and more of this because, you know, as um, TV... As content is needed more, and I use the word content specifically, like there's this voracious need for people to consume whatever it is because it's quite um, transient. We watch something and then we just throw it away, right? We've done it, we've watched it, we move on. Have you done this yet? Have you done this yet? And we're getting to a point where you can't create new IP quick enough. So where are we going to go? We're probably going to go to the richest kind of like unmined place of IP, which is video games, and going, well, they already have an established audience. We can bring them in and we can create new audiences for it as well. So I think it kind of works both ways. And I think with the success of, I mean, Castlevania as well, like the success of the, obviously the Mario movie, Mario movie, um, so it's Mario for me. I'm English. Um, it's, it, we have Twisted Metal coming out soon. Yeah. Get hyped, everybody. Everyone's, everyone's hyped for Twisted Metal. Um, yeah, it's it's just going to happen more and more as people recognize that these are things that you can make uh, with worlds and inbuilt audiences. That means you're already going to get an audience for it. I mean, you see it on Netflix. You see the churn out, right? You see mm -hmm. amazing TV shows. One series done. One series done. One series done. Because the algorithm is saying, what's new? What's new? I want the next hit show. And if they don't have the next hit show, they'll throw it away and then create the next hit show. And if they know that video games work... And that's where they're going to go. Yeah, and hopefully they do them justice. And even then, The Witcher on on Netflix, which is a even more interesting uh, idea, where it's not based on the game; it's based on the book, but the game's based on the book too. So it feels like a video game show, yeah. even though it's not technically. But it's like it kind of counts and yeah. kind of doesn't. Like I just like that. That's where we're at now, where things don't need to be clean. It can yeah. just it can it can be whatever it needs to be quality wise, and then that's going to affect people the way that it's going to. I saw some people in the south saying ten millions of people play League of Legends. 
No, I know that. Yeah. But I feel like the Venn diagram of people that play League of Legends and the people that play the majority of the games we've talked about today, there's not that many. There are some of them mm -hmm. for sure. But I feel like if you play League, that's what you play. Yeah. Like it's, it's one of those games. It's your life game. Yeah. But that's we, we're in a world of life games now. Everyone's playing a life game. I like um you can't just when people play Fortnite, oh that's the game that I play because that is the game where everything's in it that you can do it. Like people are constantly trying to make the next life game. And that's impossible because if someone's life is already dominated by one game, how are you gonna draw back into it? And in for a penny, in for a pound, these people, if you've been in for for three years and you've got all the skins in that, you're not gonna walk away from something. So that becomes what you primarily play. We talk about it. I when I speak to gamers, um, and I say, what do you play? It'll usually be in the UK, it'll be FIFA and it'll be Call of Duty mm -hmm. because that's what they have the time to play. So getting into new stuff can be impenetrable. And like, you know, you, League of Legends, if you play that man, you live, you live and breathe it. Thank you so much. <gasps> I need to let everybody know that this morning, thank you, Nick. Um, this morning I, I got um, my friend Kat, my friend Ben, some coffee from Starbucks. I got myself, as you guys know, my Trenta iced coffee like I always get, getting out of the car in the parking lot. My drink falls over. We have a curse here at Kind of Funny. I don't know if you guys saw. Not one, not two. I did. But three coffees were dropped at Summer Game Fest. Thank you so much. Uh, and it was not on purpose, obviously. Um, but here we are now. Thank you, Barrett. Um, and you now... came in bereft this morning. It was <laughs> yeah. like you were like a, a, a shell of yourself when you came in. You couldn't believe what had happened. I need an excessive amount of liquid in me at all times. And this is liquid that runs me. But you know what runs Kind of Funny? Ads. Here's a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Amazon and Summer Game Fest. We are in an absolutely stacked year of video game releases, and you can find all of them on Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest. I hope that you found a spare few hundred hours to play all the amazing games that have come out this year already. Gamers have been eating good this year, but this is the only place you want to be. Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest. Because guess what? This summer, there's going to be even more exciting announcements coming through of so many more video games that are about to be on all of your favorite consoles like Final Fantasy 16, Armored Core 6, Diablo 4, Street Fighter 6, Mortal Kombat 1, Exo Primal, Assassin's Creed Mirage. <gasps> the list goes on and on. You can go to Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest all summer long to discover the top new and upcoming games as soon as they go up for pre-order. Or you can go check out the website now for everything you might have missed so far this year again that's amazon.com slash summer game fest for all of your video game needs today's episode is sponsored by paypal honey the easy way to save when shopping on your iphone or computer but did you know it only takes a few seconds to get it that means if you go to add it on your laptop or iphone right now you could be done before the ad read is even over you know how good it feels to check something off of your to-do list so hey Let's get to checking. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. So imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite websites out there. And when you check out, the Honey button appears and all that you have to do is click apply coupon. Kind of Funny has been using Honey for years. It's literally saved us thousands of dollars on tech, food, costumes, ton of stuff. Uh, Honey doesn't just work on desktop. It works on your iPhone too. You just activate it on Safari, on your phone, and you get to save on the go getting honey seriously only takes a few seconds and by getting it you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show get paypal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny that's joinhoney.com slash 
kind of funny. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use. Or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to $200. That's right. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each and every month on subscriptions you might not even know about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and it helps lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money has saved some of us here at Kind of Funny a ton of money, and it can help you too. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finance in one place, and it automatically can help categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny that's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny one more time rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny rocket money kind of funny <laughs> another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I love how much hype there is in the chat for you being here and also how much hype there is in people in the chat for me being able to be here with you. Really? <laughs> it's like, this is just so cool for Tim. Really? And I'm like, you guys are right. This is, is really, it really cool for you? Because cool. this is really cool for me. I feel like we're having a bit of a love-in right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm nice. so excited to meet you. I like, I listen to this show every day at the gym. Like that is my, you, you are literally the soundtrack to my workout. And that's the difference between uh, these two people sitting here right now. He listens to things at the gym. I, I don't have time to listen to anything ever because okay. I'm never out. Well, if you want, I can create a soundtrack and you can just listen to me in the gym. I mean, I, it's kind of just Final Fantasy 16, yeah, right? Great, Explain great, that yeah, demo over and yeah, over and over. Yeah, just, yeah. I'm not going to say what happens in the demo, but maybe you don't want to listen to all of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's a good, good call. Some of it's quite hard to listen to. <laughs> Story number four. Forza Studio Turn 10 is working on a new car customization game for mobile. This comes from Jordan Midler at VGC. Forza developer Turn 10 Studios is collaborating on a new standalone car customization game for mobile. London-based mobile racing game developer Hutch, who made Rebel Racing, F1 Clash, and Top Drives, is leading development of the title with creative input and guidance being offered by the Xbox Studio. There was no mention of the game's name or release window in Thursday's announcement, with the companies promising to reveal the title fully in due course. Our philosophy for game development is mobile first, with gameplay experiences that work for players on this platform. We're committed to creating strategic games that enable our community of players to celebrate their passion for cars. This is pretty interesting when you look at it as a first party making a mobile game. So, so just get me right, this isn't a racing game. This is something you just customize cars. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, it kind of feels it kind of feels like something that you wouldn't necessarily do on your console, but something that you can you know mindlessly do. But you know, you have a couple of seconds, a couple of minutes, you can do it on your phone. That's great, right? It's like ultimately these things they want they want you to engage in as many ways as possible. It makes sense that you would like that you would do that. But yeah, first party man, they. It's it's interesting because it's like what you're talking about, like the, the mode. How many how much time do people spend on Netflix just blading through the yep. options and not even watching something? Mm -hmm. Like that's an event to its own. Is that good? Is that bad? Probably leans bad, but it's something people do. Yeah. When you think about video games, we have a lot of friends out there, Fran Marabella, who spends more time 
in menus than he does actually playing video games for mm -hmm. things like the division yeah or when you're you, you can kind of uh tweak every little tiny thing i remember playing need for speed underground and spending just as much time customizing my car yeah. as i did racing it or playing um certain rpgs where i booted up and i'm like i know i'm never even going to beat this game yeah but i spent three hours in the character customizer yeah. right like i feel like this actually is a surprisingly good idea it's for really good idea. mobile or otherwise. But to have it be mobile, I'm like, I like where mobile games are, are going, where there is kind of a new standard of it's not just Angry Birds and it's not just taking an IP that we know and making it Angry Birds. It's yep. like it could be so much more like I was recently playing um, and talking about Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis yep. and still have many, many questions about what that game actually is. Mm -hmm. um, but from what I played, I'm like, this is kind of the dream. Yep. I think maybe maybe developers are realizing what can actually be, what mobile can actually be used for. I think maybe at the beginning when you had these powerful machines at your fingertips, you wanted to create a one-for-one -one facsimile of a video game that you would play on your 55-inch TV. And it just isn't as good. It just, it just isn't as good. Um, especially when the touchpads don't work, you know, I have fat thumbs. Like, it's just not, it's just not possible. So it's like, how do we um extend that gameplay experience to mobile and we've kind of gone through these growing pains and now we're seeing stuff like that's cool like what was the resident evil save room game where it's literally just you it's not actually resident evil it's just the idea of it being resident evil and you just assort your you have the items and you have to put them inside oh that's so funny i didn't see this this is a get this is like a really popular game i think it maybe came out like last year or two years ago and people love it. It's just like increasingly complex items that you just got to shove in, a, in in your case for Resident Evil. That is hilarious. Because people want to do it. Like I spent hours on Persona 5 Royal just like organizing my personas, just <laughs> sitting there, yeah, um, just just mindlessly doing it because I just wanted to, to do that, right? Unpacking as well, a game where you just put stuff in place. People want things to be in the right order in the way that they want it and they want to be seen. And I imagine... What's the most powerful thing on Fortnite is how you look, how your character looks. They understand that aesthetics are really important. Mm -hmm. So what you've got here is the opportunity to create a car, design it how you want, share it. Sharing. People want to, you'd want to show what your car looks like. And you know that when that comes out, there's going to be a hashtag that is this and everyone's going to be sharing what their cars are and it's going to look really cool. Like it, it makes sense. They've, 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 they're onto something here. And, and the fact that it's from turn 10, like it's Forza. It's not just, oh, it's a car customization thing. Like you, you like this mode in these games. It's like, no, this is like from at this point, the premier yeah. racing game. It's going right? to be the best looking car customization you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> On mobile, yeah. right? And, and you're talking about the, um, the touchscreen and all that stuff. Like that is all clearly still a problem. But I think that we're almost through the point of there being more than enough options for you, whether it's the backbone uh, controller attachment or just bluetooth controllers yeah. like i feel like this was the generation where nintendo playstation xbox those controllers um can work on on yep. mobile and work across systems and way easier than they ever have you might need to buy a bluetooth adapter or something like that but like mm -hmm. small investments can make your mobile gaming console gaming yes i would also say that the words here are forza developer turn 10 studios is collaborating on a new standalone car customization they're obviously not going to be the ones that are, they might be leading it, yeah. but it's like when you do a press release like this, right? You want to know that what's the stamp of approval, turn 10s mm -hmm. all over it. Mm -hmm. They're going to have the power of veto, but you know that they're not going to be taking away from them developing the next Forza game. Exactly. They're the ones that like, someone, other teams, very talented teams go away and make it. They then bring it to, uh, to turn 10 and go, is this what we want? Yes, tweaks, 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 seal of approval, 
off you go. So yeah, pretty Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. Uh, moving on, story number five. Four new PSVR two games have been announced from the PlayStation blog. You know, every once in a while, PS blog will just do uh, a dump yeah. out of nowhere of like, hey, like we're gonna talk about indie games, and they just announce thirteen of them or whatever. Nice so here we are. Uh, today, we announced four new titles making their way onto PSVR 2 in the near future. Below, you can enjoy the reveal trailers, plus additional details about new games such as Pixel Ripped 1995, uh, Tiger Blade, and 7th Guest VR, plus get the first look at the debut, a PSVR 2 debut of the critically acclaimed Wanderer, The Fragments of Fate. Uh, Barrett, I'm going to go game by game here. If you can bring up Tiger Blade. Thank you very much. Tiger Blade brings all the stylish adrenaline-soaked combat of the very best of Korean neo-noir action cinema to PSVR 2. Slash and blast your way through ranks of hoodlums in a high-stakes chase through the atmospheric and meticulously recreated marketplaces, docks, alley alleys, and streets of Sewoon. Uh, Tiger Blade is designed to be highly replayable with a scoring and ranking system, online leaderboards, and speedrunning and secondary objectives. Looks pretty cool. Yeah, it looks amazing. I like the, the stylized um, little like comic booky bang-bang yeah. and like the slicing of the sword and stuff wanderer the fragments of fate you can discover rich worlds encounter heart-pounding action and solve mind-bending puzzles as you rewrite the past to reshape the future uh it is a remake of the award-winning critically acclaimed wanderer completely reimagined for the next generation of Ooh. vr um then are we having a problem barrett internet should we keep going Cool. We're going to keep going. I think your words were vivid enough for us to imagine what that looks Took like. Took the yeah. internet down. Oh my God, That's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. But we always know there's a problem going on when the chat just starts being all F, 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 and it's like, uh-oh, cool. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's internet. It happens. This is still being recorded, though. So oh, my God, I don't mind. Hanging out hey, listen, I don't, I don't need people to watch me to talk to you. What, it, what are you planning on playing on the plane back? Uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, yeah. What a stupid question. I don't know why, Tim, I don't know why you're asking <laughs> me this. It's like, um, stop asking such stupid questions. <laughs> Where are you at? Um, I'm really not that far at all. I would say that I am like, I'm, I literally started it on the plane over. So this is really, really, really early. Awesome. I had to hold back because I was doing so many other things. I was filming and I didn't have access to it. I was doing Metroid Prime remastered at first, which is what I had. And then it came out whilst Tears of the Kingdom came out whilst I was filming. And I was like, oh God, I have to wait. I have to wait. Then I did Resident Evil and now it's Tears of the Kingdom whilst I'm here. So I just love how quick it was uh, for the time to penis on that game. That is just absolutely of remarkable. Course. Of course. Was, I was enjoying New record, probably. I just, I um, now we're at the point where I feel so intimidated because I just see everyone's like mega mechs. Like they've entirely recreated Metal Gear Solid in that game. But oh God. yeah, I'm, I can't wait to have my 11 hour flight back and just really, really get into it. It's, I, I can't believe it. Like, yeah. it's just such a, a mind-blowing game where I was really scared about it because yeah. Breath of the Wild, I absolutely love, but I traditionally, not a big open-world guy. I like more linear experiences. I like things that are a little bit more designed. And the more they talked about Tears of the Kingdom with the building and yeah. things like that, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. And oh, man, I'm hooked. I am just so in. I, I'm similar to you, like, not nearly as far as I want to be. Yeah. I'm about... 50 plus hours in and i've only done like one fourth of the main story stuff and i'm like so happy that yeah. i still get to play this game like forever mm -hmm. it feels like it feels like it's going to be your forever game it feels like the game that you can you know because the story is isn't a necessarily propelling feature within the game it's it's that sense of exploration that everyone wants out of a video game and you know it can be the game that you can play for a bit put it aside play something else come back to mm -hmm. and i think this year is so I, I really think this year is going to be up there with you know like the 1998s the 2004 like those years in video games 100%. where we go these are kind of some of the the 
genre-defining video games that shape what the next generation of games are going to look like. And this year really has just been hit after hit. It's both a celebration of the past with the remakes of Dead Space and uh, Resident Metroid. Evil, Metroid, Resident Evil. Like these games, where we recognize what's come before. And then we've also got like a look at the future of like what's possible. Final Fantasy 16, Zelda, Diablo, Street Fighter 6. Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush. We have Starfield. We have Spider-Man 2 Spider still on the 2, way. And all the games that we don't know about. On the well, indie side, Viewfinder. I'm a plucky squire, which I'm just like super excited oh. about. Like on, we are being served so many brilliant games, uh, whether it be on the indie side or whether it be on the AAA side. And, I, and I'm so intimidated, but feel so lucky to be kind of a part of this Mortal period Kombat. in game. I, that trailer at SGF just... It blew my mind. And the fact that people got to play that, I don't know how it Andy plays. Andy and Bless played it. They're, if, they're it plays as, if it plays as, lo as good as it looked, that was just amazing. Alan Wake 2. All right, y'all. Yeah. This, this, this is going to be a big year. Um, but taking it back a little bit here, let's go back to Wanderer. Barrett, if we could do that. There we go. Yeah, so this is what Wanderer looks like. It's a remake of the award-winning, critically acclaimed Wanderer, completely reimagined for Whoa. the next generation of VR. That was quite the transition there. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then next up, we have Pixel Ripped 1995. You can experience the nostalgia of the golden era of gaming like never before. This wacky adventure is a game within a game as our virtual hero, Dot, sets out to restore balance across various dimensions. The solution is to recruit the best gamer of 1995, an 11-year-old named David. Your quest will see you th explore a range of games, each designed as a loving homage to 16-bit and 32-bit classics. Very cool. Yeah, it's Love that. Cool. And then the final one's the seventh guest VR. We're thrilled to announce that the iconic 90s supernatural mystery, the seventh guest, is being brought back to life with cutting-edge PSVR 2 technology, new spaces to explore, and with a new technical benchmark of its own 3D live-action graphics by way of ghostly volumetric video cap. That looks very cool. <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, cool. PSVR too. Are you a VR guy at all? Nope. Yeah. Nope. Could um, anything get you to be? Nope. Um, I think VR is a, a super important thing for the progression of video games. And I love that, it, it, that, that PlayStation do it. I love that you have so many people out there who are pushing it forward. And I think it's really important tech. And I think it's really important for, uh, players to get to do that if they want. I get sick really easily, so I just don't do it. Mm -hmm. Like I have limited playtime as is, and I have a very small house, so it's just not possible. But again, people don't just make games for me, and they don't make games just for you. They make games for people who want to play that. And I think the fact that Sony are really pushing PS VR two, they're releasing new games for it. Maybe it didn't have that initial push that people wanted, but if they keep, you know, if they keep creating stuff that people want to play, then go for it. This is it. I hope we keep seeing this, right? Yeah. I hope that like PSVR 2, not for me, but mm -hmm. it is for people out there. Trust me. We see the comments. There is a yep. dedicated audience out there yeah. that loves PSVR 2 specifically. And I hope that they're well-fed. And yep. I, I, I want to see more of these blog posts, hopefully on like some type of monthly cadence or something yep. of just these cool experiences. Because those four games we just saw, at least two of them, I'm like, Eh, I'm kind of interested cool. in that. And also, like, amazing devs make them, you know, and, yeah. and devs who work incredibly hard on these games who should be celebrated and who will then go on to make a game that maybe you do play. So I think their, you know, their work should be celebrated. So, yeah. Yeah. Story number six. Uh, this is another one that we hate to have to talk about, but it's 2023. Subway Surfer Studio Kilo Games lays off staff before July closure. This comes from Just Justin Carter, a game developer. 
Danish developer Kilu Games is closing down. On LinkedIn, design director Thomas Frolic says the studio's 100-person staff was served with a warning about termination by the end of the month. I'm grateful for all the great people I've met along the way, either internally or in collaborations with other studios. Thank you uh, to all my colleagues for the experiences we've shared. Thank you to all the players that have enjoyed our game, and thank you to Kilu for all the learnings. His statement's further corroborated by other employees on LinkedIn who said that they, they, they were looking for work. Uh, Kilu was founded in 2000 by Jacob Moeller and was later joined by his brother Simon to run the company. Over the decades, the developers developed mobile games for brands like Lego, Worms, and Denmark's 1990 franchise, Hugo. Uh, in 2012, it released Subway Surfers, an endless runner for iOS that was co-developed by SYBO Games. Following its release to Android the same year, it became extremely popular and had over 1 billion downloads in early 2018. <sighs> I hate that these stories just keep happening. Yep. And it, it's, here's even one of the biggest mobile games of all time. Mm -hmm. And granted, we're many years away from its uh, peak, but mm -hmm. still, a billion downloads in 2018. Yeah. That's not that long ago. Nope, but it shows you how much has changed since 2018 and how much the industry is constantly in flux. Like, you can be the biggest thing in the world for two years and then disappear. Yeah. Like, I... It's it's just... It just sucks, really, doesn't it? Because people who work really hard on stuff, they get celebrated, the fat cats at the top <laughs> get all the money, and then that kind of basically... This happens, so... I don't know. It's 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 bad, and you, all you have to say is, I hope people manage to find work as a result, yeah. and things move on. But yeah, this. I mean, I listen to all these episodes. It's pretty much all you hear every single day. Basically, is another is another layoff, and that's a shame. Yeah, definitely is. Uh, obviously, our hearts go out to all of you, and also I know there's a kind of funny best friend that runs the social account for them because when we had our hellish uh, plane ride yeah. back here, where we were stuck on the plane for like five hours, and Greg went live on the Instagram subway surfers was replying to us yeah <laughs> it was like that's really weird yeah um but yeah not unfortunate timing on all of that yeah it's not fun story number seven star ocean the second story r remake leaked this comes from george yang at ign a logo for star ocean the second story r is leaked via square enix's support website spotted by rpg site the banner with the logo was found on square enix's official support site but since been taken down the link that leads to the logo now shows a box with the words no image mm. star ocean the second story is the second game in developer tri aces star ocean series which is published by square enix uh the game was released for the original playstation in 98 an enhanced version of the game star ocean second evolution was released in 2008 for psp yeah you a star ocean guy i'm not a star ocean guy but i am a square enix guy so uh you know uh, my my lord and savior square enix thank you for that um and As you look i would never screen. do anything to uh suggest or imply that any such leak existed and i thank you for employing me for so long um yeah you know this this stuff happens it's, it's unavoidable right 2023 like i'm amazed at like People want to know information. We all know information. I think it's a shame when stuff like this can happen. We don't know when that's going to come out. Devs are working on it. They want to release it at the right time. Like, I obviously, they would never tell me anything about anything, so I can't, you know, corroborate whether this is true or not. But it's, it's, a, it's a shame. You being a PlayStation guy, you being an RPG guy, yeah. would you be interested in getting into Star yeah. Ocean? Oh, my God, yeah, massively. Like, I, I really love rpgs but rpgs take a long time to play mm -hmm. and i do have a life so it's about me picking what i play when i play it um but yeah star it, it looks cool man there's there's so many games this year that i need to play that my backlog is just filling up but um yeah i 
I remember seeing these and thinking, how is some of this possible? Like the scope of Star Ocean back in the day just seems completely like, you, I'm sorry, you're talking about what? You're talking about like galaxies and universes and people are traveling? That seems crazy. That was back in the day when video game magazines, like the level of quality of an RPG was how long is it? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it's not even a hundred hours. Yeah. Like, I don't know about this one. Yeah, it wasn't worth it. Um, but yeah, you know, look, 1998, that's, it's got a, an amazing pedigree. People are excited for the next one. It's a shame. It's a shame. It's a shame this got leaked. But yeah, I mean, I'll play it. Go on. Exciting is coming. Yeah. Uh, Story number eight. Kojima's hanging out with Nick Cage. I love that Hideo Kojima is probably the only human being, and Nicolas Cage, I guess, as well, uh, that just them tweeting something is a new story on Kind of Funny Games Daily more often than not, because there's always some conversation to be had here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kojima tweets with our dear Nicolas Cage, and it's just a a picture of him, the uh, Ludus. I think it's called the, yeah. the their logo. Is it Ludens? Ludens. Um and and Nick Cage rocking another dope blazer. Yeah. Uh, I, what do you have to say about this? <laughs> I have to say that uh, Nicholas Cage, in the space of span of what a week, has probably become the best loved man in the video game industry. And you've got to, I appreciate him getting up on stage. He seemed really cool and really like genuine. And that's a hard, you know, it wasn't a have some tequila, enjoy your gaming. It was like, I really, I love that. And of course, this was going to happen. Yeah. This was inevitable. Oh, yeah. I, I remember when uh, Jeff announced it, I was right at the back of the auditorium and I just stood up and shouted really loudly, bring him on, you coward. And he did. And it made me very happy. Um, of course it was. Like Hideo Kojima, man, he, he, he gets the big guns. And I know how many people in the film industry just are obsessed with him. I think I'd heard somewhere that like one of the main reasons they got um, Al Pacino to do um, the Game Awards was just because he wanted to meet Hideo Kojima. Like that's, a, that's an incredible power. That's the power of that man who has been such a force in this industry that actors want to work with him and they want to meet him and they want to kind of celebrate what he does for video games, but what he does for entertainment as well. So here's the question. Is Nicolas Cage in Death Stranding, too. 100% confirmed. Look at that picture. Of course it is. <laughs> Why are you talking about I hope so. Yeah. I really do. And I, there I, is no I, way they came away from that meeting and they didn't get him to do something. Something. Like, even just getting body scanned. Yeah. Just, like, similar to how Keeley was in uh, DS1. Where, yeah. Like, he just shows up as a hologram. Like, 100% someone's going to find Nick Cage. And I can't wait to, yeah. to see the... the first person reveal that and they didn't they didn't have time so he's going to look exactly like that like he's going to turn up and we're not going to explain it and he's going to have he's going to have the red glasses on yes yeah that's what's going to happen oh oh man (laughs) i don't know if nicholas cage is going to be in death stranding 2 finding out oh it's just so far away if i want to know what's coming to mom and grab shops today where would i look the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Do, 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 Yeah, he didn't even look at the fucking screen. <laughs> can you can you cut to the to my one real quick? That was not on this. <laughs> he, that's on a different page. He just did that from memory. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. I've right. want, I've wanted to say that for years. And I say it sometimes. I mouth it with the people who say it. So yeah, thank you for letting me do that, everyone. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Out today. Oh, God. This one's for Mike. We have Crime Boss Rock A City on PS5, Xbox Series X, and S. Woo! Wait, I, 
Isn't that game out? How is it out again? So here's the thing. When it got announced, it was like, all right, and then it's it's coming soon. And we're like, all right, cool. And then two weeks before it came out on PC, we were like, wait, that game's coming out in two weeks? And it did on PC, but mm. no other platform. And it was just not talked about by anybody except for one snow bike bike out. I love it. I love it. Uh, Jack Jean is on Switch. Layers of Fear 2023 on PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC. Dad by the Sword on PC. Park Beyond on PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. Fall of Porcupine everywhere. Heist Kitty on PC. <laughs> cool. Yep. Um, Jorel's Brother and the Most Important Game of the Galaxy on PC. Pixel Ripped 1978. On PC and PS5. Wait a minute. What was the name of that VR game that we talked about earlier? Pixel Rip 1995. Hey, they released one. Is there a Pixel Rip 1978? It's like it's like Madden. They just release one every single year. They have done done it for years, and we just don't know. The legacy (laughs) of Pixel Rip goes way back. That's really interesting. All right, and then Undawn on a. It looks. the same thing. He is ripped. It seems to be the same concept, but yeah, just different decade. Very bizarre. Uh, Undawn on mobile and PC. New dates for you. Koa and the Five Pirates of Mara launches on July 29th for Xbox One and uh, Series X and S. Uh, PS4 and 5, Switch and PC. Deals of the day. The Epic Game Store's next free title has been announced. Uh, the Hunter Call of the Wind, sorry, Call of the Wild, uh, will be free to download from Epic's PC Marketplace from June 22nd to June 29th. Remember, if you're buying games on Epic Game Store, use Kind of Funny as the creator code. Even for free games, we still get paid. We still get money. So just use our code. They have free stuff. We get money. It's awesome. Give Tim money. Please. He deserves money. Look at this man. He Come deserves on. it. Deserve the money. Um, all right. Now it's time to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong um, to see what we got wrong. Nothing. Let's see. Nanobiologist writes in and says Halloween Horror Nights has had several video game houses before. Uh, Silent Hill in 2012, Resident Evil in 2013, but only in Orlando, mm-hmm. and two Resident Evil mazes, uh, biohazard houses in 2015 and 2019 in Japan. Very cool. Um, the, the game that you were talking about, it is called Save Room Organization Puzzle. Save Room, that's what it is, yeah. It came out on PC in April 2022 and on PlayStation, Switch, and Xbox November 11th. Thank you. Um, Nana also says Kojima's mascot is Ludens. Ludens. We did it, Nana. We, we did, did it. it. You yeah. and me. All right, cool. Yeah, there we go. That's been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Ben, this has been utterly fantastic, this but is... we're not done with you yet. Are we not? We have a whole day. Yeah, we do. We're hanging out. So right after this, we're about to do the live super chat thing where if you're watching over on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games, you can leave your super chats, ask some questions for any story we talked about today, video games in general, or just any question you have for this beautiful man right here. Um, So we're going to be doing that. And then stay tuned because after that, I mean, Andy's joining us right now, but after that, uh, Andy, Mike, and Ben are going to be playing through the demo of Final Fantasy 16 um, and then see see where the adventure takes us all. So it's going to be a great time. You've been utterly fantastic. I want to let you know right now, this will not be the last time you're on the show. Oh, are you kidding? We that... might need to, to call you when it gets you on the wall. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You got to do this. You're, oh you were God, born for that. this. You're born Thank for you. many things. Thank you. You were born for this. To be honest, I would, I would gladly quit being an actor just so I could come and work part-time at Kind of Funny. You know, if I've heard it once, I've heard it a thousand yeah, times. I would not job. advise it. I would not advise it at no, all. Everybody. But gen- genuinely, thank you. And thank you to everyone who's watched. Like, it is um, an absolute honor to be here. It is so cool. Everybody, Final Fantasy 16 out in just a few short weeks. No, that's not even true. It is out in a week. One week. What, is it a really? week from today? Oh, wow. 
What day is it? What day is it? It's the 22nd, right? right? That it's yeah. coming out? One week. Well, everyone play the demo until then. Yeah, wow. Okay. Does the demo progress carry over to the main game? Yes, it, it does. does, everybody. It does. Hey! Yeah, <laughs> you can get a little head start now. Uh, well, anyways, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. We're each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy video game news that you need to know. Until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.